Welcome to the Druids Grove, where we discuss all things related to Druids, their history, current day practices, and how to build a deeper connection and relationship with the earth. I'm so glad you're here. If you find what I have to share helpful, please subscribe and share with others that may enjoy it, and check the show notes for more information. Come on in, relax for a bit, and I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Druids Grove. Today's episode is going to be about something called pathworking. Um, if you are interested, you can get online and explore and look around, listen to podcasts. There's a lot of um, books out there about pathworking from a druid perspective, but also from uh, other spiritual practices and even from non-spiritual practices. Um, it's kind of a common uh, approach to developing oneself, um, and but I'm going to be talking about it mostly from a druid perspective. Um, and maybe give you some ideas on how to incorporate it into your practice. So with pathworking, if we break the, the word pathworking down, we think of a path. So we might envision kind of a linear straight pathway with a definitive starting point and finishing point. But within spirituality, this may not always be the case. If we look at paths in nature... They come in all sorts of shapes, lengths, um, sizes, uh, environments, uh, perspectives, viewpoints, that kind of thing. So paths in nature may split and or diverge and then converge, come back together, um, and kind of rotate around on itself, or, or it can be any sort of configuration. They can be straight, but they can also be curved. They can be uh, narrow or wide, uh, short or long. Um, paths can be filled with, you know, beautiful scenic views from really tall, beautiful vistas, or they can be bland and boring and, you know, not really interesting. Paths in nature can be flat, you know, just a nice, flat, easy, walkable surface, or they can be very strenuous, going up and down hills and mountains. Uh, they can cross streams, deserts, valleys. Uh, they can be muddy, sandy, rocky wet, dry, you know, they can be full of stones or gravel uh, or have obstacles like logs or boulders along the way. Um, a path can be a known path or an unknown path. So uh, a path can bring about a feeling of comfort and, and you know, something, familiarity, something you're used to, or a path of uh, unease or fear or uncertainty. The point here is that a path can take on any number of characteristics, and this is really no different than pathworking in Druidry. So as I stated, there's a lot of different books, podcasts, videos about pathworking out there. It's very interesting to explore. Um, I had not really been too familiar with it. Um, I was familiar with the concept, but I didn't know that it had like an official term um, until I was listening to the uh, Druid cast, the Order Bard, Obates, and Druids uh, podcast. Um, I think it was an episode that came out this year or last year, um, and he was uh, interviewing an author that had written a book about pathworking a while back, a long time ago. And so it was really interesting to hear his perspective on it. Um, pathworking can commonly be known as a part of shamanism or kind of sh shamanic or shamanic journeying, um, but but pathworking generally can just be used by anyone. <clears throat> it is beneficial in Druidry, and, and here I'm going to just kind of be talking about the broad ideas of it and kind of explore the purpose of it, what it may look like, 
and what we can expect from it. And um, as I'm recording this, if you hear some noise in the background, um, my dog is, is beside me. She's spinning around in a circle on um, a, a blanket and kind of making her bed. So sorry about the, about the noise if you hear her. Um, so it, regarding path working, it's fairly easy to think of a path. You know, but what does um, working, the word working, mean in relation to a path? So the, the, the kind of title of path working, what does that look like? So we can look at, we talked about the word path, now we can look at the word working. We generally understand what the word working means. If we combine the two, it can bring about um, the, the idea of working along a path or working with a path. So in the physical world, this can look like um, a path. If you have a path in the woods or a trail that you enjoyed, you can clean up debris or clearing back weeds or downed limbs, um, you know, uh, grading the land to help make it more uh, accessible. Or, um, you know, if you hike a lot in the mountains, you'll see um, people that take care of trails. Like I live near the Appalachian Trail, and uh, there are trail workers, and they, they take care of certain sections of the trail. And um, these trails can get eroded, so they'll go in and, and you know build in stone steps or divert divert uh, waterways. You know when when heavy rains come and wash the trail out, they'll make little ditches to kind of funnel the water. You know, so um, you can also look at a path path working in nature as you know enhancing the path. So maybe planting flowers is you know a path through your your lawn or your if you want to have a little garden in your in your lawn you know planting flowers a walking path along a walking path or putting up bird feeders or other little areas to feed animals you know maybe putting up a seat or a bench you know for a spot to rest so path working in spiritual practices carries kind of a similar approach um, like most most practices in druidry we are on a journey um, we do have a starting point and you know, typically this is when we became interested in the idea of druidry in general or paganism in general and just starting to explore that path. And for me, I definitely remember uh, when I was investigating kind of different forms of paganism and I came across druidry and I made the decision to go, you know, down this path. This is the path that I choose along, you know, I want to go down the path of druidry. Um, along my path, I've had a lot of pauses, um, needed some rest breaks. Um, and I've had, you know, other times where it seemed like I was just flying along the path and just, or coasting along the path or, or, you know, going faster than normal or even sometimes going faster than I should have and not taking the time to slow down and, and really appreciate where I was along the path. Um, on my path, there've been many detours, um, ups and downs and different experiences, you know, both good and bad experiences along my life that have affected um, how I'm going along this path of druidry. And I, you know, I, I would anticipate that you probably feel like you're on a path as well, um, or a journey, you know, with whatever path, spiritual path that you're on. Um, you know, and you've probably had a lot of ups and downs and detours in your life as well. So like any journey, you know, if we can think of a road trip or a hike in the woods or anything like that, the experiences that we have along the way uh, can really shape our lives. They can give us a different perspective uh, a different point of view, you know, and, and as we go along these paths or these journeys, we make adjustments along the way to, to kind of accommodate ourselves to the path before us. You know, it's easier for us to change than it is to necessarily change the, the path um, that our life is on. 
So, you know, sometimes this can be unexpected, um, while at other times we expect change, we expect adversity or challenges. Um, but sometimes, you know, something can, can come up out of nowhere. So the concept of pathworking or journeying or astral travel or, you know, any term that you want to use, um, it, they each kind of have their own nuances. Um, and the approach may look different depending on your spiritual path or your background or, or you know, or where you're coming from. So, you know, for instance, um, using path working through like a sweat lodge on, you know, after taking hallucinogenic drugs, that's going to be a much different experience than simply just laying in your bed at home and meditating. Um, but both of these are forms of path working. You know, so I want to just kind of discuss some general approaches, general goals, um, but the specific technique or the, the approach that you take is up to you. So just like a real-world journey on a path, um, when we are doing path working, we can approach it with a goal or without a goal. So, you know, if you're going for a hike in the woods, you may have the goal of looking for a specific animal or having a certain destination in mind. You know, people hiking the Appalachian Trail, they plan out, you know, every day they want to go along this path and, you know, today we're going to get eight miles and we're going to get to this rest area. or you know, we're going to go try to get in 22 miles because it's flat or downhill and we need to get to the next shelter and we can pick up our food, you know, this kind of thing. So um, some people go on a hike or a journey or a path without a goal. So they just may, like, for instance, I go to my local park and I'm just, I'm just going to go for a walk. You know, I don't have anything specific in mind and, and I'm just kind of open to the experience. So most of the time in path working, however, there, in like spiritual path working, there is a goal. Um, you, you will generally have a purpose, um, but it's up for you to decide. So, um, you know, and if we look at goals in path working, these can be very specific or they can be broad, just like in, in the real world. So you may just want to be open and explore the path of Druidry in general. Like what does it what does Druidry mean to me? How do I want to approach Druidry? And that could be a very broad, open path. Or it could be like a specific goal of, you know, I'm going to do path working to, to connect to the element of Earth. So these are, these are just kind of some examples of a broad versus a focused goal. And we can also do path working to attempt to not necessarily connect to something outside of ourselves, but we can do it to understand ourselves better. So a, a goal related to this may be, um, you know, going, doing some path working to look back at your childhood or, or a troublesome time in your life in an attempt to better understand what happened to you or why this happened to you, or even to try to see things from the perspectives of others involved in your life at that time. So maybe, um, maybe someone hurt you in your in your past and you want to kind of help heal that so you can do path working to look back at yourself at that time and then you can also in that when you're going doing path working back to that time you can look at it from the perspective of the other person you know what were they going through in their lives what was in their thought process and, and you can kind of uh, work to forgive them or or to heal yourself from the experience so aside from, you know, a specific goal of, um, you know, 
doing inner healing or, um, you know, without a specific goal looking at yourself, you can also look at yourself broadly. Um, you can maybe just go in and explore your own mind or um, just do it as a, as a way of relaxation or just simple exploration. And, you know, like I said, you may want to just uh, explore your inner mind, your inner soul, your spirit, or uh, an inner grove. So a lot of Druid practices, um, people uh, do path working. They create an inner grove, like a grove of trees. So we talk about um, a grove of trees where other Druids may gather or that you can go to in the actual real world. Um, some Druid practices encourage people to create an inner grove. So creating a specific image in your mind that will always be there for you to access. And you can create your own grove, and it can be in a forest or a desert, um, mountains or the seashore, you know, or beside a lake or however you want to create it. You can, you can create whatever vision of a grove that brings you peace that you want to be able to access at any time. And you can, in this path working, you can add in people, or, you know, with you, you can go in alone. Um, maybe in your path working and in your inner grove, you want to envision spirit guides that will meet you there. Or if you're, um, you know, whatever part of your druid practice you're on, if you're doing obard, maybe you're in the bardic grade or the ovate grade or the druid grade, and you want to have a, a guide for your bardic practices, or you want to have a guide for your ovate practices, or whatever it is, you can you can create that in your inner grove to do path working in that way. And these these guides can give you insight and give you guidance. You know, in your in your path working and in your inner grove, maybe you want to create, you know, uh, uh, other buildings or small villages or little huts or um, a city. You know, um, maybe outside of whatever uh, village or, or or central area, you can envision forests and or mountains or valleys or whatever you want to do and you can go into these areas and explore but whatever your goals are um, you know you, you kind of want to have a specific intention behind the path working exercise and depending on your goal before you begin you know maybe set up some guidelines before starting um, you may want to tell yourself ahead of time like where you want to go on your journey or the path um, what you hope to accomplish, or maybe what insights you hope to get or acquire. Um, and, and the idea here is that by setting your intentions ahead of time, it's going to be easier to acknowledge when you're off track. So if you get off the intended path, you know, when you're doing this path working or, or you know, in your inner grove or whatever you're doing, if you have a, a specific goal and a path, if you get off track or off path, you can recognize that while you're in the moment. And, and kind of pull yourself back to where you were headed. So generally, the process of pathworking involves, um, you know, the last episode was about um, ceremony. So it's, it's somewhat like a ceremony. Um, it can be, you know, as intimate and formal as like creating a sacred space and performing a ceremony ritual or you know, and then going into the path working exercise. Um, but it doesn't have to be that. It can be as simple as just lying in your bed for a few moments, you know, or doing it in your car on a lunch break. And you, you can do this anywhere at any time, you know, as long, again, as long as you're in a safe, quiet space and you'll be able to allow your focus and your mind to, um, 
to kind of go into this inner world, to escape the external outer world. So again, this could be in your home or in the car. You could uh, go for a hike in the woods and sit on a rock or or just lean up against a tree, Um, an open field at sunset, you know, really anywhere you want to do it to, to enhance the experience. Or if you are not able to get somewhere that you would really like to go, it's a nice way to Uh, have a moment of relaxation and insight and kind of reconnecting to yourself. So wherever you decide to do pathworking, make sure that it's quiet, you know, make sure you won't be disturbed. Um, Again, some people like the formality of a ceremony to kind of open and close the the process of pathworking, and others like to just be adventurous or, um, you know, kind of flexible and just do it throughout the day whenever they have a moment just to kind of get in touch with something that they're thinking about or wanting to work on. So working through this process, so whether you do pathworking in a formal way with a ceremony or just a simple meditation, you know, in a chair, bed, whatever, after you, you, have, you, you decide your intentions or your goal, and you want to kind of approach it like any other meditation. So in meditation, most people will try to sit still, uh, sit in silence, but in pathworking, even though we are sitting still on the outside, you know, if someone sees us while we're doing path work and, you know, we're, we're in a, cri- a quiet space, um, we're, we're not moving. On the inside, we are definitely working. That's where the, the term path working comes from. So in meditation, it's different, where in meditation, you may just sit in silence and try to allow thoughts to arise and then let go of the thoughts, whereas in path working, it's very much the opposite. You are intentionally creating thoughts and exploring and you're, you're doing work. So we're not allowing the mind just to go blank. We are trying to focus on breathing. Um, you know, we're trying to still be quiet and, and acknowledging the silence. Um, but we approach this mental space with intention and goals. So once you've settled this space and, you know, the space around you is quiet, you have your intentions, you've taken a few deep breaths, you are now ready to start your path working. So that whole process, it sounds very long the way I've explained it, but it can, you know, it can just take 10 or 15 seconds. And so it's very easy to to get into that mind space, really. So I want to just kind of give an example, and I'm not going to be too specific, but um, uh, OBOD, which is the Druid organization I'm a part of, they do teach some specific types of path working uh, about creating your own kind of inner sacred grove, but I'm not going to... I'm not going to share the information they talk about because it's it's not like, um, you know, proprietary or anything, but they have a very specific course, and I don't want to, like, share their their teachings or whatever just to, out of respect for them. So, um, But just generally speaking, and this is um, a lot of path working begins this way. So, um, you know, you're, you, you've got your space, you're settled, you're quiet. So you're in your mind, you, you may approach a door or... Um, you know, a door in the woods or a door in a building, or you maybe hear some sounds in the distance, um, or, or, or you see something off in, in the distance and you go toward that thing, you know, you approach the door, you head towards the sounds that you hear, you head towards what you see in the distance that is drawing your attention, and and you, you head towards that, you continue along a path, and you're starting your journey, and you, as you go along this path, you take notice of as many things as you can if this is something you're interested in and want to experience. 
you can do this. So it's, you know, what is the weather like as you're going along this path? Um, is it day or is it night? Um, what kind of trees or plants or animals are around you? And you can create these images um, if you want to visualize, you know, I'm going to be walking along a rocky mountaintop at sunset and I'm going to see the views. But my goal, my ultimate goal is to, you know, um, communicate and experience the element of earth. Um, or if you don't want to create all of these images, you can choose to do it however you want to do it. You can you can just like be open to the experience and just walk along the path and look around and what do you notice? So rather than creating the vision, you can just allow it to come to you. Um, so then as you're as you're going along this path, um, you know you're you're acknowledging things around you. Um, you're, you just continue. Your path may go straight. It may go up and down a mountain. However, however your path goes until you reach whatever you know your intention is or whatever your goal is. And once you're at the place of your goal, um, you can interact with whatever it is that you're you know there to interact with. So this could be a spirit guide, um, an ancestor, spiritual ancestors, family ancestors, ancestors of place. Uh, a current family member or friend that's alive or maybe yourself as a child or maybe yourself in old age um, or maybe maybe it's you dressed up in you know formal druid attire for a ceremony um, you know you can interact with any type of entity or element or spirit or you know concept of yourself that you want to interact with um, you do want to try to stay within, you know, the guidelines that you originally set out for yourself. Um, this is not like an open-ended meditation that we talked about early, where you're just kind of wandering around exploring the space. You are here uh, with a purpose, so that's where the, the work comes from. You are working along this path. So once you do achieve your purpose, it is time to kind of head back out the way you entered the pathworking exercise. So... Um, much like I talked about uh, earlier, you know, in ceremony, it can be very easy to, for the mind to get lost in this space. And, and it's, if you enter the space and you follow a path in your vision, and then you leave the space following the same path, it's kind of like opening and closing a ceremony. So you're, 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 you're working your way back to the door or back to wherever you entered the pathworking exercise. And then you can kind of in your mind, you can envision yourself stepping back into this world. And so once you're out of the pathworking exercise, you know, take your time to come back to yourself in the present. You want to take the time to feel your body where you are, you know, open your eyes and think about what you experienced in your pathworking. And just like in other ceremony, um, you know, you may want to, if you did a ceremony, you can close the ceremony. Um, if not, you, you want to try to get back and do some grounding to get yourself back into you know, the present reality and, and the, the human world, I guess you could say, um, you know, get a snack, get something to drink, um, you know, walk on the ground, um, feel your body, that kind of thing. Um, a lot of people find it helpful to keep a, a pathworking journal um, that could be separate from other journals. So this can allow you to like write down goals or, you know, intentions or what you want to explore or even jot down ideas for future pathworking. Um, and then after you do the exercise, you can go back in and write down what you experience. Because a lot of times we have these experiences and they are deeply profound and they touch us. 
but we forget about them. So we get caught back up in the mundane way of regular life and we lose touch with these things. And so by having a journal, you can go back and, and read about these experiences and, and re- remember, oh my gosh, yeah, I had that experience. That was amazing. I want to think about that more and, and really connect to that. And you may have experiences now that don't seem that significant, but you know, in a few years in your your pagan path or druid path or whatever it is, you can look back and and, and realize how, how significant one of these experiences was and how it, how it helped to kind of steer your path. And, you know, and this is also a way to show your progress. You can look back and, and see, you know, the experiences you had at the start of your Druid path. And then you can later on kind of go through time and, and see the progress you've made and see how you got to where you are today. And, you know, maybe, maybe you've had ideas or uh, had your mind open to things you hadn't anticipated. You've, you know, um, one phrase I heard was like, it's opening the doors of perception. So um, it's opening these doors of perception to previously like unknown thoughts or experiences. You d- you weren't even planning on having this experience. You didn't know it existed, but you know, wow, here you are, and you've had this experience that you didn't anticipate. So pathworking can also be used to work with different uh, kind of aspects of druidry that are difficult to perform in the real world. You know, maybe not that it's difficult to, but. Um, it's 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 a different experience, but maybe you want to work with the elements, you know, earth, air, fire, water, or even spirit. In in the physical, you know, um, apparent, uh, the apparent world, the world we can see and experience physically, this can be challenging. I mean, you know, you can build a fire, use a candle, uh, touch a bowl of water or a stream. You know, we can feel the breeze in the air, uh, watch the birds. Um, we can go into a cave hold a rock, touch the soil, you know, but, but in path working, we can go beyond what we can experience in the physical realm. So, you know, if we think about what form or what shape does the spirit of, a, of fire take, you know, if we think of fire, okay, I can, I can physically see a fire, but what does the spirit of fire look like? Um, you know, working with the deities is another concept you can do path working with to connect with deity. So, you know, what does the horned god look like? And there are various versions of the horned god from Panda, Kernunos to, you know, all, all these different ideas. But what does the horned god look like to you? Um, what does their voice sound like? Um, some people uh, work with a, a generic or specific earth goddess you know, um, like Mother Earth. What does Mother Earth look like in your mind? How would you interact with a talking tree? You know, you can go talk to a tree. Um, you may get a feel of energy. Uh, you may have a, a very interesting experience with a tree in the real world. But when you're doing path working, you can approach and you can even envision a tree in your local environment that you commonly go to. You can talk with this tree and, and you can have the experience of having the tree talk back to you. If, if these concepts seem, again, woo-woo or crazy or whatever, that's okay. Um, you know, when I first came into Druidry, I was really unsure about it as well. I was just like, what is this? This is just, you know, making stuff up. But it's, you know, it's a part of even bardic work. It's about uh, being creative and exploring and being open to experience. If we approach Druidry 
or, or other spiritual practices with a closed mind and a very judgmental approach, we're going to be very limited in the experiences that we can have. So, you know, go talk to a tree, go talk to Mother Earth, um, you know, whatever it is that you want to experience. In pathworking, we have the freedom to allow our creative and unconscious minds to kind of create these images. And this allows us to interact with them in ways that we cannot in the physical world. And, you know, we can also do this with the people in our lives. We can, we can bring people that are in our daily physical world and we can bring them into our path working and interact with them. Um, we can have conversations with them. We can explore the best way to kind of approach and talk to them in the physical world. And we can, we can have these experiences. Um, we can explore possibilities that we would not otherwise be able to explore. You know, if, if you're having a dilemma with a, a family member or a coworker or whatever, you know, you can just think out in the real world, you can be driving to work and think, oh my gosh, what am I going to say to my boss today? You know, or whatever. I'm going to ask for a raise. How's this going to work? Blah, 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 blah. Um, but a lot of people will do path working on it. You know, if, if I look ahead, I can do a path working on my career path in general. You know, what goals do I have? Where do I want to go? What would the conversation with my boss look like that this can be a very mutually beneficial exercise and approach and also, you know, lead towards steps to help me achieve my goals five years down the road? You know, but if you're just in the moment, uh, stressing and thinking and anxious, and then you just go into work and have the conversation and it doesn't go the way you want to, you know, that's very frustrating. So pathworking is a way to to have these experiences that we would not otherwise be able to have in the real world and, and help us make good decisions. So it's a way for us to approach our lives in kind of an exploratory manner without the negative or positive repercussions that we can experience in the, you know, quote, real world. Um, it allows us to envision ourselves in any way that we like. We can investigate different paths to achieve certain goals. We can explore uh, what may happen by making multiple decisions. We can play the outcomes all the way through to the end and help us make these decisions in the real world, in real life situations. So again, we can also talk to our deities. Uh, we can talk to the elements. We can talk to animals. Um, maybe you're interested in finding a, a you know, a something called a spirit animal, or you, you really connect with uh, specific animals in the real world and you want to try to communicate with them as a species or the spirit of deer for example something like that um, so we can we can also look at ourselves from different perspectives we can look at the way we fit into the world you know uh, physically emotionally spiritually we can take different perspectives of ourselves to see ourselves from different angles you know how does your how does your family see you? How do your coworkers see you? How does the earth see you? Um, you know, we're able to look at ourselves from other people's or other things' perspectives and see how they interact with us. And we can um, give us insights that we may not have had before about ourselves. We can, uh, this allows us to kind of change our future by deciding to act in a way different than we normally would. So if I'm doing pathworking, um, you know, about my interaction with my family or the earth or whatever it is, if I don't like the way the trajectory that my life is currently going in a relationship with something or someone, I can look at it from their perspective and see how they see me. And then I can make changes to better, you know, 
improve that relationship or the path that I want to go on. And other pathworking exercises can help us see the world from a, a, the world from a different viewpoint we never imagined before. Um, so talked about this a little bit before in some different episodes, but you know maybe you want to experience what it's like to become a bird. Um, what what is it like to experience life on Earth from the perspective of a bird to be able to fly around? What would it be? What would it feel like? You know, physically, spiritually, emotionally, to be able to fly anywhere you wanted. So you can imagine, you know, you're gliding through the air on uh, at night with a full moon, and you're up in the sky. You know how how would you how would you navigate a snowstorm as a bird? Um, you know, would you would you fly around and just enjoy the wind and the breeze and the snow flying in your face, or would you need to find somewhere to roost and to protect yourself? Or maybe you want to imagine yourself as an oak tree you know maybe how, how would it feel as an as an oak tree that's 300 years old to be stationary in one spot for your entire life you know over 300 years how would how would you feel in that experience you know if you're this oak tree how would you feel if birds were to come and land on your branches how would you greet them would you be happy would you be upset um, what about when a dog comes and, and, and pees on your trunk? <laughs> you know, um, would you would you enjoy being a place that multiple animal species came and, and made their home on you or inside of you? Um, you know, how would you feel about pests that were coming and eating your leaves or, you know, chewing up your, your bark? Um, you know, as this tree, how would you feel if a human came along and they said, well, we're going to, we're going to cut you down because we're putting up a subdivision here. So I know you've been here 300 years, but you know, sorry. I mean, how, how would that make you feel, you know, putting yourself in, in the, the perspective of something else's spirit. So we can imagine ourselves as a stone or a rock, you know, you have been on the earth for thousands of years, but you know, we don't think about most people don't think about rocks or stones that way. They just see a rock and it's a rock, even a boulder, you know, oh, that's cool. That's a boulder, you know, but how many thousands of years has that rock or even millions of years has that rock been there? If you put yourself in this, into the spirit of that rock and you think about it, where, where was that rock's spirit before it became that rock or that stone? So, you know, also, what, what type of stone are you? Are you, um, you know, are you the decayed and kind of dead parts of animals that have been compressed over the millennia to form you, you know, like sandstone at the bottom of a lake, you know, um, or are you molten lava that was spewed forth from a volcano and now you're like, you know, obsidian rock or something like that? Where were you as a stone uh, again, you're envisioning yourself as the spirit of this stone. So where were you as a stone before the earth was formed? You know, back when everything was just dust floating around in outer space, but before it became to, uh, before it started to kind of coalesce and come together and become the earth, where was the spirit of that rock before that and all the constituent components that made it? Um, you know, what if you could be the entire ocean so in pathworking, you can do that. You can perceive yourself as the entire ocean. So if you are the ocean, 
where does the consciousness of the ocean lie? Is the consciousness of the ocean, you know, vast, expansive? Um, you know, imagine yourself as the ocean. Is your consciousness throughout yourself covering millions and millions of miles or thousands of miles? Or is the consciousness of the ocean in one spot at a time? Maybe you don't think oceans have a consciousness, and that's okay too. You know, but maybe an ocean's consciousness is completely different than a human's, and we don't even know what that might look like. But you can you can imagine what that would look like, and you can work through that, and you can experience the earth from the perspective of the ocean. Maybe you want to explore what that would feel like. So with pathworking, you can put yourself into the experience of anything in the universe. You can also, and again, these sound weird, but you know, some branches of science talk about different dimensions of reality. You know, we can only perceive certain dimensions of reality. So um, you could even put yourself into a different dimension of reality and interact with the present dimension of reality. That's a little far-fetched, but you can do that if you want to. So um, kind of stepping back from kind of the philosophical approach um, pathworking can also be helpful for just day-to-day stress relief. So we can kind of escape into our own inner world whenever we want. You know, um, if you've got a few minutes break at work or if you're just having a stressful day in life, um, you can immediately, wherever you are, if you have, you know, if you're able to do so, you can go into that inner grove that you've created. And it, it will always look the same. It will always be there for you. You can go to your inner grove and you can go for a hike or you can imagine yourself under the stars, you know, on a, on a wind swept plane hundreds of years ago. You know, you could, you could imagine yourself as an old druid, um, you know, or even, you know, pre-societal periods. You can be, um, like hunter gatherer naked around a fire, you know, making provocations to your God or your goddess or the sun or whatever whatever you want to do you can do that in path working so if you're thinking you know if you think about that how does that make you feel right now like if you imagine yourself as an as one of the old druids out in the forest at night you know um or even if you go back five thousand years ago to you know when they're building these stone circles and these monuments what if you were there and you were one of these people building these things and making the calculations about how the sun lines up on the horizon and you you've put the last stone onto that place what does that feel like to you with path working you can do that and you can experience that so it allows us to also um, kind of put things into proper perspective so you know we can experience life from a different view a different perspective and if we're able to do that it kind of turns down the dial of you know noise on everything in our present life it makes things you know it helps us to realize how unimportant the day-to-day things are that we experience that we really stress out about you know does it really matter that someone cut in front of you at the grocery store you know when you are able to interact with your gods or goddesses or deities or the elements in your mind you know you can instantly achieve peace by going to your inner grove because if we think about it our the, the story of our lives or, or who we think we are um, these are simply stories that we tell ourselves and 
you know, we think we are trapped in this concept of who we are. And I am this. I am this job. I am this human that lives in this area. And I have these family members. And this is who and what I am. You know, but we have the ability to shape or, per- or change our perception of our lives and the world around us. You know, I can, you know, not just myself, but I can look at other people in different ways. I can see other humans as a nuisance or as a blessing. I can see a cold winter day, you know, snow blowing around when, when it's my day off and I want to go for a hike and, oh great, it's, you know, 25 degrees and the snow's blowing, you know. I'm wanted to go for a hike, you know, how do I approach this? Do I look at this as a gift from the universe and an experience that I get to have? Or do I see it as something that I just want to avoid and I don't want to go at all because it's just going to bother me? You know, I can choose how to experience that. And path working helps us to get more experience in interacting with these thoughts and these feelings. And it can help us explore options and ideas that we would not otherwise be able to. You know, if if we are living in just the mundane world that we exist in every day, we are missing out on so many different experiences. So whatever reason or purpose you have behind doing path working, um, it's it's a it's an amazing way to be able to work with these thoughts and feelings and explore options or pathways and ideas that we would not have been able to otherwise. So whatever your intention is with path working or if it's new to you, you know, I would just encourage you to explore this as an option to deepen your druid practice. Um, you know, whether uh, whatever your background or whatever your spiritual spiritual practice or background, it, it can provide a very much needed sense of connection and exploration in all aspects of your practice. And it can be a source of comfort and motivation um, and exploration. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and thank you again for listening. Thank you so much for joining in at the Druid's Grove. I thoroughly enjoyed sharing this time and information with you. I hope you learned something and are inspired to build a connection to the earth and the world around you. If you liked what was shared, please feel free to give back at Buy Me a Coffee. Join me on Substack, where I have transcripts, or listen on YouTube. And find the group on social media. For more information, check the show notes. I'll see you in the Grove. Until next time.